Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Have you tried peanut with your baby yet? So intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters are choking hazard for babies. So we can't do that, but we do need to get peanut protein into your baby early and often to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. So my favorite way to do peanut for baby lead weaning is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. Now, these are not those little starchy puffs that earlier eaters can't pick up, the ones you see at the grocery store in the container that oftentimes contain added sugar, sodium, and refined grains. No, the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs have no added sugar. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger, which is the perfect length for baby lead weaning. So I have students and parents always asking about like different puffs. I saw one today that a mom asked me about. It had three different allergens in it, which makes no sense because you can't observe for a reaction if your baby is trying three new allergenic foods at once. How do you know which of the ingredients is causing the reaction? The only potential allergenic ingredient in the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs is peanut. You can get 15% off of Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs if you use my affiliate discount code BABYLED. So head to puffworks.com and enter that code BABYLED, L-E-D, at checkout. And good luck to you guys trying peanut. So this idea of comparison is really increased because of social media. And so I think that's increasing the anxiety that every new parent is facing. There's also so many products on the market and so many companies telling us as parents, you must have this product, you need that product. And the truth is, is that babies don't need that much, but we buy into it because we see it everywhere. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. How are you doing dealing with the information overload that is having a baby or thinking about having a baby? I remember when I was pregnant with my oldest, I, I don't know, I had a couple of books someone gave to me. And then I had like some books I was like you, to my husband, like, you need to read these. These are about like becoming a parent, a dad. And like it was getting closer and closer and closer to our oldest being born. It was like, you haven't read any of these books. I read all of them. I feel so prepared. And he was like, you know, I feel like I'm just going to let my instincts kick in when the baby gets here. And true to his word, he read zero of the books. He was totally fine as a dad. But it helped me feel prepared to read books. I get overwhelmed by social media. So I like books. And so my guest today also likes books. She's an author. Her name is Sharon Mazel. Sharon is an author. She's a journalist. She's a mom of four. She's also a parenting coach. And so she wrote a book called Bite Size Parenting, Your Baby's First Year. And we're going to have a conversation about how to deal with information overload in the baby space. As she says in the interview, her babies are no longer babies. So she's been at this a little bit longer than most of us. And she has an interesting and unique perspective on how to deal with information overload. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview episode all about how to deal with information overload in the baby space with Sharon Mazel. Hi, Katie. Thanks so much for having me. 
Sharon, I know you're a mama four. You've worked in the baby space for over 25 years. How did you come to be a parenting and pregnancy expert? So I um, am a journalist by profession and by training. And as a, a, a journalist, I spend a lot of time researching and writing. And this is something that uh, I, I've been working in for 25 years, working in various websites and book series. And I have started um, really trying to focus on giving parents today what they need in terms of um, the information about parenting in more digestible ways. And so I'm focused mostly today on social media, really meeting parents where they are. I offer courses and I do parenting coaching. And of course, I have my brand new book, Bite Size Parenting. And I do it all in a way that empowers parents, giving them information that really helps them understand, feel knowledgeable, feel confident, and um, really, really get to the core of what they need to know without feeling overwhelmed. So when your publicist reached out, it was about your book, Bite Size Parenting, Your Baby's First Year. Tell us how this new book differs from other parenting books that are out there. Like, what's your why? Why did you feel like you needed to write this book? So it's a great question. And as I said, I've been doing this for so many years, and I've really noticed that recently, let's say over the last 10 years, Parenting has just become so much more overwhelming, and I believe it's because there's so much information out there. Parents today can go on Dr. Google and search for anything they want to search for and get answers. Um, they could read large parenting books. They can go on online blogs. They can go to social media. The problem becomes is that there's so much information out there, and when there's so much information out there, it becomes overwhelming. Who do I trust? this is an opinion or is this fact? I don't know, um, getting all these different uh, ideas. People are telling me things in the playground. My mother-in-law is telling me something else. I'm just so overwhelmed. And so what I really wanted to do was create a book, Bite Size Parenting, that was bite-sized, that was digestible, that was actionable, that gave strategies, that really helped parents feel less stressed and more empowered and confident. And so what makes this book really different than any other book out there is that I, I call it like a choose your own adventure. I give parents the option of how to digest the information. So every topic has two ways of learning and two ways of getting all the strategies. And so I'll show it to you um, here. Each topic has an illustrated short infographic with quick bites, six quick bites. You need uh, to know how to soothe your crying baby. Here are six strategies that you can try right now. Boom, boom, boom. And if it's two o'clock in the morning and your baby is crying and you're exhausted and you don't have time to read paragraph after paragraph, this is a great way to get the information. And then perhaps when you have a little more time, the baby falls asleep, it's the next day. Every section, every topic has what I call a closer look, which gives much more um, nuance and detail, a lot more information with every topic that really dives deeper, giving parents more of the why and the how so that they understand what those strategies, why they work, what those strategies are, and that sort of thing. And so that's what makes this book very different. It really speaks to parents in a way that they can understand the information um, and then really turn it into action and feel confident and empowered about doing it. So I have your book. I've read it cover to cover. You're covering a lot of territory in this book from sleeping to feeding, development and play. Do you consult with individual experts in each of those spaces as you're putting the book together? And, and what does that team look like? Yeah, so this book is completely evidence-based. There, This is not an opinion book. There's some wonderful parenting books out there that are opinion-based. This is evidence-based, science-based, medical-based. And as a journalist, 
Um, and as somebody who's been doing this type of research for so many years, I have sources for everything in this book. So I'm the one who's going through all the journal articles. I'm going through the research and the data. I'm um, looking at the recommendations from the World Health Organization, from the American Academy of Pediatrics, from pediatricians who I interview, from psychologists, from physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists. And I'm gathering all that information. I'm doing all the work. I'm gathering it and then distilling it into a way that's understandable for parents who don't want to spend the time combing through the research or looking at the data or reading those very uh, medical jargony journal articles. And so everything is sourced. And I have a whole list of the sources, chapter by chapter. The book is laid out month by month. So every monthly chapter has a list of evidence-based sources that you can find on my website. So I'm really proud of that, that this is not, uh, that this is really a trustworthy book. And um, the information that I present both here and on my social media and in my coaching is is very trustworthy. It's not just me thinking about something. You mentioned a number of different credentialed professionals there. Did you by any chance interview dietitians for the feeding portion of your book? Yes, dietitians and nutritionists. I also have uh, information from, from those professionals as well. And I apologize because I, it's a very big part of the book, uh, feeding solids and um, obviously breastfeeding and formula feeding um, before six months and solids after six months. And yes, um, nutritionists and dietitians um, are amazing resources and they're in the book as well in terms of, you know, the, the information that they impart and the knowledge that they have. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and works with your lifestyle as a parent or caregiver. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And I think this is particularly true for parents. because I know firsthand how you can feel torn between your old baby-free, carefree self and this new, very challenging role of parenting a small person. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, as well as talking through, things that can help you know what you want or why you react the way you do. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month today. I saw an interesting quote yesterday from a pediatrician who's kind of stating after decades of working, she feels that parents have more anxiety than ever about everything related to their baby's development. And you kind of alluded to that previously, but in this era of social media, do you feel that there is this information overload and how do you see that playing out for new parents, especially for first time parents who have never experienced any of these things before? It's kind of just like this fire hose in your face the second you find out or even start trying to have a baby. Has that changed over the time that you've worked in this field? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's two reasons, I think, for this overload and this anxiety, this increase in anxiety. I think, first of all, we're living in a culture of comparison, and that's exacerbated by things like social media. It used to be, before social media was you know, around, the only times that we would see other babies were um, in our families, perhaps, in our own families, maybe nieces or nephews, um, we would see other children in the playground, but now we see 
other parents and other children everywhere on social media. And so we're starting to see how somebody else is doing it. And what is presented on social media isn't always reality. So if we're seeing an influencer with a beautifully uh, decorated home without a single Lego in sight on the floor or toy, then we start to think, wait, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Why is my house so messy? I don't have time to clean up my house because my baby is screaming all the time. Or if we see um, a, a new mom bounce back so quickly and she's wearing all her fashionable clothing items and we certainly cannot fit back into our clothes for many months after delivering, that creates unrealistic expectations and so anxiety levels go up. So this idea of comparison is really increased because of social media. And so I think that's uh, increasing the anxiety that, that every new parent is facing. There's also so many products on the market and so many companies telling us as parents, you must have this product, you need that product. And the truth is, is that babies don't need that much, but we buy into it because we see it everywhere. And as I mentioned before, the information overload, the fact that we can get so much information doesn't always reduce the feelings of stress. It actually can increase those feelings of stress and feelings of worry that we're not understanding, we're not doing it right. And it helps or, or it decreases the ability that parents naturally have to trust our own guts and to trust our own instincts and really, really feel like we got this, we can do this. So I know with baby led weaning, it's one of the few things that actually appeals to second time parents because a lot of times they've struggled with picky eating from traditional conventional adult led spoon feeding with their oldest child. They're like, I'm willing to try anything else. But what you say is so true. Like they kind of realize after a while, like, gosh, I don't need a lot of that stuff that was essentially marketed to me the first time around. And our audience consists mostly of parents, caregivers of babies six to 12 months of age. And as a dietitian, I do all of my education on safe food preparation, reducing choking risk, offering potentially allergenic foods, et cetera. Outside of that transitioning to solid food stuff, can you share what, what are some other changes that our babies are going through in the six to 12 month mark? Because obviously my subject matter expertise is in feeding. And sometimes we focus so much on that. It's like, this is not happening in a vacuum. Your baby's doing these other things. So what are the other things extraneous to feeding that are important for parents to know about in that second half of infancy? I love that question because um, you're so right. Feeding takes such a big outsized uh, amount of time uh, in parents after once you start in that six month mark and start feeding solids. But there are so many things that are going on with your baby as well. Primarily, or not even primarily, but one of the big things is motor development. Um, before six months, your baby is really just lying around, maybe rolling and hopefully learning how to sit so that they can sit well for feeding and eating at six months. But there's so much more that your baby is going to start accomplishing starting at uh, six months into the rest of the, the first year. So we'll be looking for things like sitting well, pulling up, cruising, pushing a push toy, and even walking. Well, some babies will start walking before their first birthday. So motor milestones are gonna, uh, did I mention crawling? Crawling is in there too. I, don't, I can't remember if I, if I said crawling, but crawling is there too. And it's actually a very important motor milestone. And so there's a lot of new and exciting physical development things that we'll be looking for in baby six to 12 months. There's also a lot when it comes to social development and communication, your baby is going to start babbling a lot more. Um, as your baby gets closer and closer to that first birthday, your baby may be saying some words with meaning, even if it sounds like babbling, even if you're the only one that could understand it as the parent. But when a child starts to use 
a sound or a gesture consistently and with particular meaning that you understand, that's like the first steps in uh, communication. And so these are the big things that we're going to be seeing in that six to 12 month period. And it's so wonderful to see because your baby really is turning from a baby to a toddler, which is what happens at that first birthday. And the growth and development is extraordinary in that in that six to 12 month period. You mentioned it earlier, are living in this era of just information overload. I feel like it's getting, you know, more and more saturated every day. And so for new parents, what tips do you have for them to just cut through the noise? How do you focus on what really matters? I know that's probably an opinionated question, but I'm asking your opinion as someone who's worked in the parenting space and certainly had children for a lot more years than the parents listening who have. Like, what are your takeaways? How do we just focus on what matters and block out all the other crap we don't need to know? It's a really hard thing to do because every day we are sitting there with our babies and every little thing that that baby is doing feels monumental. It feels huge. Our baby, you know, it it rolls over and and bumps their head. It feels huge. Our baby gags with that first, uh, those first solids. It feels huge. Our baby doesn't sleep through the night. It feels huge. All these things feel huge and they are in the moment. And yet they're not so big because if we as parents can take a deep breath, and then take a step back and start looking at the bigger picture. It's hard. This is it's it's much easier for me to say this. My my babies are no longer babies, but I I hope to encourage parents to understand that each moment feels big, but really when you step back, you're able to really take those small wins and they add up into real moments of joy and exploration and excitement. And so if we can just remind ourselves, my baby's going to stop crying. My baby is going to stop spitting up. My baby is going to learn how to take those first steps. It will all happen. And it will happen in a way that we don't have to feel so tense about it because we're so focused on each individual moment. So take a deep breath and take a step back. That's my advice. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. My phone is bursting at the seams with photos of our kids. And over the years, I've tried all sorts of different ways to store and share them with family members. So for a while, I would just text out pictures to the grandparents. And then we tried a shared photo album. But some people were using Google Photos and others preferred Facebook Messenger for pictures. And the more kids we had, the messier it got. Then I stumbled across the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure, personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes, and it's totally free. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching folders to find the picture of the kid that you need right now. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. Which, if you think about how quickly your baby is changing, it's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document the last month of your baby's life. If you're looking to level up your photo sharing and organization game with a secure, one-stop, easy-to-use photo organization app, head over to the App Store, search Family Album, download the Family Album app, and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. I remember when I was uh, struggling with potty training. I have two sets of multiples. I have a singleton and I have quadruplets and then I have twins. So I had seven kids, three and under for a while. And when my twins were born, I was still struggling with potty training, the oldest. I mean, the potty training for me was just like, it was so overwhelming. And a mom with older kids than mine told me they won't go to kindergarten in diapers. And I remember like that, like just setting that like 
kind of a ridiculous milestone. Like, of course, I knew that. And it's ironic because my twins actually started kindergarten recently. And I saw that friend and I was like, you were totally right. They were not in diapers when they went to kindergarten. Although at the time in the thick of it with all those little kids, I was like, these children are never really going to learn how to go to the bathroom. So I think sometimes setting, you know, almost like comical barriers for yourself or or future goals can help you. Like they're going to learn how to eat real food. They are going to stop crying. They will start sleeping through the night and they will go to kindergarten hopefully not in diapers. And if they have diapers, you'll learn how to deal with it because maybe something else is going on. But Sharon, tell me a little bit about your parenting coaching. I was looking on your website, just the the kind of services that you offer. What does a parent coach do? So what I love about being able to speak to parents on social media through my my courses, through my e-guides, through my book, is I'm giving a lot of information out there. But what I love so much about my parenting coaching is that I'm sitting one-on-one with a parent. I'll do it over Zoom. So we're sitting in our each respective living rooms, but I'm able to really focus and tailor the strategies for that particular parent and that particular child, because every child is different and every parent is different and every parent-child relationship is different. And so even though we all struggle with the same thing, we all struggle with getting our kids to sleep through the night. We all struggle with, with discipline issues or behavior issues. We all struggle with potty training. We all struggle with, with starting solids. We all struggle with all the things that parents uh, you know, feel are just, I'm the only one, but I promise you that we all do it. But because everybody is different, everybody is going to want to parent in a slightly different way. And that's perfectly acceptable. So as a parenting coach, I'm there to help guide the parent, figure out what works best for them. So I'll give you an example. If I'm doing um, a coaching on sleep. So there's so many ways of helping a child develop healthy sleep habits, sleeping through the night, learning how to nap well. But parents may differ in the way that they want to approach it. Some parents want to sleep train. I like to call it sleep teaching. Uh, Some parents want to co-sleep, bed share. Some parents want to do it in a very gentle way. Some parents are like, no, I I have to go back to work and I want my kids to sleep. And so all these different nuances allow me and give me the opportunity to work individually with a parent to help strategize and tailor those tips and tools specifically for that child and that parent. So um, that's that's what a parenting coach does. And and there are a lot of wonderful coaches out there. I guess what makes me a little different is I'm a one-stop shop. I'm not just doing sleep. I'm not just doing feeding. I'm not just doing uh, potty training. Uh, any type of parenting topic is something that I work with parents on. So tell us where can our audience go if they want to learn more about your work and also support your business and to buy your book? So um, my website is SharonMazel.com. Everything is there. I also speak to hundreds of thousands of um, new moms and dads, expectant moms and dads on my Instagram account, which is at Sharon Maisel. And um, of course, you can find Bite Size Parenting wherever books are sold on Amazon, online, Barnes and Noble, and of course, in your local bookstore. And if it's not there, be sure to ask them to carry it. The book just came out and I'm really thrilled and excited for parents to get their hands on it. I noticed the illustrations in your book and then it made me think of your Instagram, which I know is a lot of infographics. Is it the same artist that did the book that does your Instagram? No. So the artist that I have for the book is the wonderful Kara Western. And what I love about the illustrations in the book, the stuff that I use on uh, on Instagram are just stock icons, but the illustrations in Bite Size Parenting are specifically for the book. And they're so um, relatable. That's what I love about the illustrations. There's one in particular that I'll describe where there's a new um, mom who is changing her babies, her newborn's diaper. It's a poop blowout. There's poop everywhere. 
She um, is leaking breast milk, so she has stains on her shirt. She's crying. Her her hair is all messy. And it's so relatable because we've all been there. We've all changed those poop blowout diapers. And these um, illustrations, besides being cute and adorable and beautiful, are also really relatable. Again, to help parents understand that they are not alone. Everybody is struggling with the same things. And there are ways to feel empowered and confident through all the information in Bite Size Parenting. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on the book. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sharon Mazel. She's online at SharonMazel.com. Her book is called Bite Size Parenting, Your Baby's First Year. I'll link all of her resources on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 392. A special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave. Again, we're online, blwpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye now. Like a lot of moms out there, I will totally admit I am quite type A. I am a total task master. And one of my weekly work tasks is to review the feedback forms that our new students in my program, which is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro, that they leave for us. So basically, this form asks a lot of questions about you and your baby and your baby's feeding and medical history, any concerns that you might have or fears about starting solid foods. And all of this data helps me when I'm answering parent questions inside of our weekly live office hours so I can then tailor my response to your particular baby and situation, right? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to what your baby's eating, right? Because maybe your baby has an egg allergy or another mom in the program. She might really be struggling with how to make meat safe because she doesn't like to cook. So this week on the forum, there's a new mom named Janine, and she wrote, and this is her quote, I researched a lot on the internet, and I have a lot of books. I saw a lot of other baby-led weaning programs, but in the end, this is the one that I realized is what I'm really looking for as a new mom. I love that Katie's program has a community and that there are videos for everything you need to know and how to make the foods. And what I love the most is that there's already a meal plan ready. And this just like stopped my heart because this is exactly why I created the Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro program. I wanted to literally put everything that you need to know about starting solid food safely in one place with a super easy to follow 20 full weeks meal plan. Okay, there's 20 weeks because it's five foods a week. I want your baby to get to those 100 new foods before they turn one because I also know you have a lot going on as a new mom and hunting and pecking all over the internet to try to figure out what am I going to feed this baby? That is not the solution. So if you want to check out the Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro program, I would be honored to work with you and your baby. You can head to babyledweaning.co to get started and hopefully I'll be reading your feedback soon too.